you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL podcast has hard eyes for the tiny box. <laughs> In a second. All right. Back to the workshop from the Chris Wessling podcast studio. It's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. Got heroes here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Miss Hard Eyes herself. That's our new voice of God, Jason Zumwalt. Jason Zumwalt. Did I say your name? My Colleen name's Wolf. Colleen yeah, Wolf, Colleen. by the way. <laughs> um, Just in and, case uh, that you is, That's a Jason special, and that he's kind of going into the Mark Sanchez bag there a little bit. I actually I texted with, with Zumwalt a bit a couple days ago. Yeah. And we were workshopping some ideas that would maybe surprise uh, the rest of you down the road. Oh, excellent. Not immediately. It did not include that. Sounds Love like a that, sneak though. attack. I like it, though. No, yeah. it's not a sneak attack. It's just more what Jason and I would talk about in our own free time. I think we should encourage, like, if Mark is putting <laughs> is some time in, spin-off? putting some time into the show away from work, we should encourage that you know, for everyone. Mark, I don't like what you're su- suggesting there, but that's... <laughs> Mark, that's you know I, I love you, and I love Jason, who's a longtime friend, but have you ever noticed when you make those, uh, you drop those kind of hints or asides, like, oh, when me and Jason have our private conversations, I never ask what they are, because it's better I don't know, because I kind of know what they're probably about. It is better that you don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't either. You don't want to know. I'm with the listener. Just let them have their thing. Do these happen often? Whatever oh, that we thing text, may be. We text, I mean, we were texting about the Cardinals game, for instance, during the Cardinals game sure. on Sunday, but then it will branch That's out wholesome. to a variety of topics. Does it stay wholesome? Star Wars, mostly, right? No, actually, that... I, I know. That, I don't think that's what Dan's referring to. It oh, ne- no. That never comes up. Oh, no. Almost never. This is the Tuesday show. <laughs> Connie's here. So weird. Um, <laughs> in case you missed it, go check out Greg Rosenthal, Arif Hassan, who, by the way, Greg needs you to know, has a new job. And Justin Graver himself chopping up the doubleheader Monday Night Football I don't know about Connie. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. As your theme song plays yeah, here, I like it. Did it kind of feel right. like maybe we the two Super Bowl teams were playing on Monday stop night? It. Did it kind of feel that way? Stop hey. it! Did it kind of feel that way? You need to stop. It's hey, only Graver, two it's games. Not the Titans. <laughs> um, the world is not ready for that. I mean, you were kind of getting on me a couple weeks ago. You didn't like that I picked the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I know. But now I well, think now you're everybody like knows. Bathing in the hype. Okay, good. Yeah, no. it was very strange to watch the Eagles last night be so good, and the feelings that I felt while watching them. You know, it's something weird. I haven't felt in a little while. We had you on the night after Carson Wentz, before we knew what would happen with Carson Wentz, when he was on an MVP tear. Yes. You came on after, I think it was against Washington, that they just destroyed them on a Monday night football game. And you had the same level of anxiety where you were a little bit unwilling (laughs) to embrace what was going to happen. But what did happen? Why not just jump in 
and enjoy it well, and take the a, ride. He had a well, career-changing injury, but they did win well, the they, Super Bowl. Yeah, that was we're, after t- we're that talking Rams a wider game. thing, like team. Because in general, I like to set the bar very low. Like I have the bar on the ground because I don't like to be disappointed. So anything that happens, well, it's, it's healthy, a nice actually. surprise. Okay. Um, so I like to expect that the Eagles are going to be trash every year. So then I can ha- find happiness later on, maybe. Down like the enjoy line. it while you can, though, because that that's a great point. Um, that's a great point. Well, that's a great point, Mark. You know, counterpoint, um, I, I found covering this league for, for many years. Hourly. Tell me about your time covering the, the, first, the league, the first two week, The first two weeks of the year almost always entirely points out what's going to happen the rest of the week. <laughs> Snarkiness from Greg. By the way, um, how are you doing, Greg? You were ethered by uh, Colleen's husband in a very public forum. Mm. Uh, you tweeted out, booing Jalen Rager feels unnecessary, which I agree with, by the way, uh, to the Eagles fans. John responds, your extra G is unnecessary. And this is notable. Mm. And I actually think, Greg, I'm going to pay you a compliment. How is that ethered? I think that's like a, a very reply guy uh, joking comment. You, just let me pay pay you a compliment, Greg. Okay. Just chill. It's impossible. It got 94 <laughs> yeah, replies, those. nearly 500 retweets, and over 7,000 likes. And I think because Triple G's got some swing, it gave Johnny the pop he needed to get over on social there. Mm. So a lot of things, but he, you were ethered. And I don't know if you'll ever be the same. I'm just your thoughts now that you get a public forum, maybe okay. to take a swipe at John. I wasn't aware that it um, took oh, off so much. It went viral. Oh, Colleen yeah. would yeah. not stop talking about it during our oh, power wow. ranking. So you're like, you're, that's you're my like, king. That's you're the my cool guy, guy that doesn't ever looks at your mentions. <laughs> my king. <laughs> I do, but well, we had the Monday Night Football recap. We were doing uh, the Channel 5 show, and I guess, uh, yeah, I haven't tuned in too much. I wasn't, like, checking John's uh, Twitter feed. Do you Maybe feel like I- one of your G's is exposed too much now? No, I mean, the <laughs> G... G hanging out. The G is totally necessary. If there wasn't the extra G, it would be 50% G. That, like, ruins it. 60 is, is the number. Uh, I love that G. They Where's the reply, would- though? You can't just let him take you out like that. Take you behind the woodshed. You represent the entire show, Greg. <laughs> I, I'm not just saying that, that I was unaware of, um, like, I hadn't thought about it since I saw it live. You don't think about John as a friend. Six. Oh, you don't want to punch down, Greg? Well, I think it's nice. I think it's nice for uh, for friends. And this is what Philadelphia people do to, to zing each other. This is the sort of um, relationship I want. That That's right. my love language. Compliments are going to make me feel uncomfortable. And you've been in on Give the Eagles me some insults. since... The summer, so this is. I picked the yeah. I, Eagles to go further than they go every single year, uh-huh. including to the playoffs last year. So maybe John owes you an apology. Sure, I stand by the Rager thing, though. And like, Eagles fans are funny because all they do yeah, is they complain are. about, go on. like, <laughs> oh, well, you guys always bring up the batteries, you bring up the Santa. Well, like, this is why this is in the same ballpark. Like, it it, it was unnecessary. One time, a little bit. Like, it's it talk about punching down. You're yes. punching down at Jalen Rager. He has. Failed in his career. He knows that. He's he's a bust. He they they should be happy that they got a draft pick for him. They're doing great right now. So so all it is is like maybe one time you give him a little boo, but it just seems strange because how unimportant is Jalen Rager to the Eagles in 2022? Kind of, Much less the last you know couple what it was, of years. You know what it was? It was kind of mean girls behavior. And the, and they you know the mean girls at the table at the cafeteria they're Why laughing it up. Why did you point to me? And heckling <laughs> right um, the the poor nerd at the other side of the cafeteria. It's like great you guys are really enjoying yourselves, but the rest of us think you're kind of d- <laughs> right. It's like one thing if it's Russell Wilson or if it's. Kyrie Irving coming back to Boston or it's some like huge star. It's Jalen Rager. Right. Let Billy like, no have its fun. Absolutely. That's what they do. But then don't be like, oh, stop bringing up the Santas. Like, well, the Santa is... was so long ago. Don't bring up the It's the same thing. Now we'll bring up the Rager. I would like to see Greg on a large screen <laughs> at the Eagles Stadium moralizing the whole thing to them right. and then see how that plays over. I like over. it. It's like, great to do it here. But... I think the Eagles fans kind of know they're d- but embrace it. Don't don't whine You're about that Patriots everyone paints fan. us. As You're the, a Celtics fan, right? I and that's we like, just whine that my, there's no new material. Right. Like, okay. So now now we got to we'll provide right. you with just something. to put a bow on things because Greg, you know, this is his front facing version. He did send a text to me and Mark. This is uh, a and lie. Justin on the this is uh, a bit. our private uh, text channel. Did you see this Gonzo? Sh- that clout chasing motherfucker. So that's what you were looking for. Hmm. 
Wow. So yeah. that is That's pretty crazy. harsh words That's for crazy. Colleen's husband. Yeah. See, and we, I thought that you guys were pretty close, Greg. I know that, you know, wouldn't happen because Dan wouldn't want to, like, step on anything before the show. John's we, we not even to able it. to defend save himself right now show. either. Save it for the show. <laughs> uh, Howie motherfucker. <laughs> Who is that? Connor oh. Orr. Oh, there he is. Love Connor. All right. Today's show. Yes, but again, check out the Monday Night Football recap. Had a grave digger comport himself, by the way. Very professionally. Yeah, the Titans did not go well on Monday. It was more anger than sadness, which plays well on this show. We've all been there. (laughs) Um, So speaking of the Titans, uh, today's show, short and to the point. Well, not short, probably. Uh, The (laughs) Titans are one of seven teams that will enter week three without a victory. So this feels like a good time to... Colleen, you and I do the Power Rankings mm-hmm. podcast, which you can get right now, uh, listeners. Uh, a good time for the Cornered Animal Power Rankings. What is a cornered animal? Mark, what is a cornered animal in sports terms? And you're backed into a, a rough place, and you're going to do everything you can in your being to claw your way out of it. Yes, exactly. A perfect answer by Mark Sessler. So we're going to go uh, using uh, to call back to another uh, podcast that you and I have, Colleen, the Hard Knocks podcast. That's we, right. We use the vector, the vector voting system to figure out who is the most dangerous of the cornered animal and on the other side of the spectrum, who is a little kitty cat. <laughs> is that a dying cow? It's like a dinosaur, maybe. Oh, oh there there's, there's uh, the little... Trick. So why don't we start there? Do you want to get into it? Please. I yeah. think so. That is the sound of a Carolina panther. Oh. Uh, according to our vector voting uh, system, they have six points total, which is very low, which means they are the least dangerous corner animal, or maybe not. We'll, I'll give you a little update in a few minutes, but let's start with the Panthers. <laughs> it's like an update. To it's the... a tie. There's a tie at the bottom. Oh, okay. But we'll start I thought with... we were going to like update the voting system, which is what we do in this country now when we don't like the results. So it's it's good. Now that was good. Wow. That was on point. John, you hear that? <laughs> you want to know what's unnecessary, John? That chain you're wearing around. Oh, Why no. is John you're getting so much heat today? Okay, I'll have you, you know. You knew he couldn't do it. You knew Greg was going to come back, and maybe I played a role in this, but I was—I didn't think he was going to, but now he's come back. Why, do, why don't why you are like you, a why? chain? No, actually, I like it. That's You've it. talked about how you, could, you I can't said I liked be a it. chain We talked guy. about it. I so just for those it. of us who haven't seen John with a giant, he has a chain. Lots He's of got chains. a chain. He, he only wears, just one. Very nice. He okay. only wears it when he goes but John out. John can pull it off. No, I like yeah, it. Yeah, Gonzo can pull it off. I like it. Yeah. I mean, this not, is, not everyone can, by the way. I sometimes <laughs> worry that I don't have feelings because <laughs> the listeners should know that Mark looked directly well, no, at Greg. Well, Greg because Greg has come up with this narrative that he wants to have a chain. It's like, Gonzo is one of the rare people I know that could wear it and you wouldn't even think wear twice. The hell out of I wasn't chain. saying I wanted John. it. I was saying Gonzo and Connie were trying to tell me that I could pull a chain, that I could wear a chain. Can we get, I don't know. Is John available at the end of the show? Can we get John on? Yeah, yeah. to sort some things out. That'd be great. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk Panthers. Uh, so uh, collectively, we all are not high on the Panthers digging out of this hole. Um, in fact, let's see, Greggy uh, and Connie both had them at the bottom of the list. Connie, I'll start with you. So the Panthers at 0-2, unimpressive in the two losses. You think they're totally cooked already? This just is a team that is floating in mediocrity right now. It's a team that there's nothing exciting about them. I I just don't like what they're doing on offense. It feels like they're completely stuck. They're worse than I expected them to be this year. Everything is just like very choppy so far. I know it's only two weeks, but the offense is just constantly up and down. Um, Baker Mayfield, I guess they thought that he would bring a little bit more explosion to this team, but not through these two games. Christian McCaffrey, that usage is kind of weird. It's just the whole thing Hmm. doesn't give me any optimism that they're going to turn things around, at least like play a game that I'm excited to watch. Right. Like when I thought about cornered animal power rankings in this exercise, I thought like, which one is going to be the angriest to like get out of that corner? Mm-hmm. Which one is going to ha- like take some claws out? It wasn't really about talent. It was more about like our season is now on the line. We're in 
trouble. Who's going to fight to like save where we are? I don't know. So the scrappiest team? Like the vibes. You hate to say vibes because they lost these two games by three points. It's not like the players aren't trying, but you don't get a sense that there's like a center of this team that is going to hold them together. What is it that they do well? Maybe Christian McCaffrey is that center, but the offensive line is still a bit of a mess. Baker Mayfield, I would say if I had to rank the quarterbacks this week, I haven't seen your QB index. I would say 31 or 32 would be my choice. Uh, you're, Greggy? you're close. Okay, or so that, just in terms of these two weeks alone, not looking. And their defense isn't special. It's solid, but it's not special. I mean, first of all, I think players are really keyed in on the coaching staff, what's being said about the coaching staff, what the coaching staff says to them, what the proven results are of the coaching staff. Matt Rule is essentially sort of a dead man walking. I I don't mean that in a personal sense, but like these guys understand. They're looking at the results. Baker Mayfield has come in and I thought played the worst football of his career. And first of all, when he's not protected well, you're going to get the worst version of Baker Mayfield. And that's what we've gotten. I mean, the first game against Cleveland, four fumbled snaps. Their line is a huge mess. Their defense, which last year at this time when they got out to the 3-0 start, was a difference maker. Eh, I just I don't see what you can cling on to and say, this is what's pulling them out of that corner. Baker's not what they wanted in the last couple of years. They were looking to find a difference maker. Instead, they found a guy that I think plays. He needs to have a lot around him to thrive. And we're seeing he doesn't have a lot around him, but he also does have, he has Christian McCaffrey. He has DJ Moore there. There are some pieces, but obviously this isn't a very deep team. They're in a lot of trouble. Makes sense. Are are we going to see Sam Darnold? In a few weeks, what does that do for I mean, you? He's I mean, not healthy either. And how much of it is Ben McAdoo too? Right, like that's the rock star right. offensive coordinator, Ben <laughs> McAdoo. Inspiration. He, does, he doesn't fit to me. Like Matt Rule has a very boring, but maybe it could be effective offense. But it's like getting the ball out of your hands and making quick decisions, which is the last thing that Baker Mayfield's good at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a tie. As I said, I think you guys can guess who they are tied with. Oh, one and one. Let's move to the AFC South. Uh, I have them at the very bottom of the power rankings, the Houston Texans. So, yes, very much so. Maybe this would be, what's a, the Texan, it's like a bull. Is that the logo? What's a, a, a cat? A steer. A steer, like I mean, a little yeah. baby. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not, a, can, I'm not into, I don't know all farm animals the way that some do. Yeah, some do. Um, <laughs> this is my concern. Checking it out. Don't worry, I'm my on it. My concerns, and I know there was some, positive vibes around Houston entering the season. Uh, and I'll let you, uh, the kissing cousins here, uh, new kissing cousins with the umlaut get their say in. Cause I'm curious <laughs> where you guys come down now, but this offense stinks right so far. Anyway, they have managed, they managed 234 yards and three field goals in that loss to the Broncos. Uh, Mills fumbled. Davis Mills has not played well. He's fumbled twice on Sunday, averaged less than five yards per attempt. And they go four and out in the final minute. And it's just like there isn't a lot of juice going on with this offense. And the defense isn't a difference maker. I think we talked about it on the podcast um, on Sunday. And I'll I'll say it again after watching a lot of the games yesterday. Like, how many teams beat the Broncos on Sunday? How many teams should have beaten the Broncos? Broncos had no business winning Sunday, the product they put on the field. But Houston's that bad right now. That's why I have them at the bottom. And that's why they tie for last in our mm cornered animal power. My optimism to some degree was what we saw from Davis Mills at the end of last season. I, I feel like right now he's regressing or he has regressed and you're attached to a coaching staff that I think, again, what are you telling your team when you go for that tie in week one? And that was a tie against the Colts who are, it's looking to me like maybe um, a lot less of a pristine operation than we thought in August. I thought Damian Pierce would be making a big difference. I thought someone like Nico Collins would. It was more like, I thought this team, this offense with these young guys would come together and maybe it would work, but that's not been the case. I mean, I don't think they're an abject disaster though. No, that I think that's the defining storyline to these two weeks is like the bottom doesn't seem that different than the middle in the NFL, and there's not many teams really at the top. It's just a big uh, morass. And I would say that like the Texans hasn't been uh, like it, like it. The Texans haven't been disappointing. This is basically what we thought. I think they're frisky. I, I think actually uh, you put them in a corner. You think they have been so far frisky. 
They've played two games. Based on what we've seen. They, okay, everyone kind of— defense kinda, actually played well. Right, they have an average defense. They've played two games, and both of those two games came down to the last minute. They're in the NFL. They're they're like— they're, they, That's they're, their team slogan. Wow. We're, in the, we're NFL. in the NFL. My point For is, now. like, we're they're very talent-poor, whereas the rest of the other seven teams on these on these— cornered animal power rankings have some more talent to it and the Texans have been in both of these games they're, they're not technically uh, I guess they are winless they, they are 0-1-1 but they, they got some <laughs> they pressure are. on Russell Wilson they sacked him three times they picked him off too like the defense I thought was kind of the bright spot if there was to take away from that game yeah. um, by the way it's a bull Toro okay um, yeah. What's a baby the bull? They got is the bears a... this week. That's uh... Graver. Can you let us know Oof. what a baby bull is? Yeah, don't ask us open-ended animal questions. Yeah, it makes us look. Just get back and then in, knowledge. in post on the podcast. Just slide in a little, whatever the baby bull is. Um, Wait, one reason that I put them like in the yes, go Justin. ahead grave digger. It's called a calf or a that bull is a calf. We, these are things we should know. Bull calf. Well, my wife grew up on a farm, so that's why I a... said calf, and I was correct. Well, was, what did they make at their farm? They had cows. They had goats. They made they, cows, or they they, like, they unmade they cows. They made milk, or <laughs> no? They, it wasn't a slaughterhouse. <laughs> well, I mean, well, what I know, but the farm produces something. What do they produce? They had cows. Did they grow things? It was like a milk. Like, so it was a milk farm. It was milk. Uh, it was goats and chickens? llamas and chickens. Sounds and, disorganized. It's like the Denver Broncos. That was my <laughs> wife's childhood home growing up. This is a bull roar. Hmm. <laughs> But that's too fierce for the Texans right now. Right. Yeah. I need to see something on offense, especially these la- the ends of these games. Woof. Like the their inability to the point where Lovey Smith got scared and played for a tie. That's how helpless they yeah. were down but- the stretch in week one. And then we didn't see much better. Again, this was a very soft start to their schedule. The Colts are a disaster. And Denver is completely out of sorts. To not come out of that with a win, it's going to hurt them. My thing is like, so they are the kitty cat for me. Because I think the Panthers, at least the coaching staff, understands they're going to all need to be moving to another town very soon if they don't win games. Where the Texans have said, we're rebuilding, to Greg's point, we're low talent, and we've already told you that we're giving a quarterback that probably won't be an NFL starter next year a year-long tryout. We didn't trade for anyone. So it's like, are they a wounded animal? They're kind of said, we are the wor- we are probably the worst team. Or no could one expected be. them to be better right. than this at Why'd this point. Why'd they fire the last coach? That was weird. He was bad at the job. If you're rebuilding, they were rebuilding last year yeah. too, and well, I think you know what? Though, last him, they, year they were. It, there was a lot of other stuff going on because they don't have a plan. They had a plan to hire someone else than the man that they ended up hiring for a variety of reasons. All right, we'll get to the next team right after this break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Okay. Let's now. So all of us, by the way, had the Texans and Panthers in some order at the bottom. So now the vector voting system heats up a little bit here. (laughs) Uh, The number five team uh, in the cornered animal power rankings. Caca, caca. The Falcons. Hmm. 14 points. Connie, your thoughts on Atlanta. Okay. I had Atlanta a little bit higher because I think that they're a team of chaos and that they can completely mm. kind of if it we've seen it the last two weeks. Caca. Like, caca, caca. They can dismantle a team's plans just when a team is getting comfortable in their lead. The fact that, that what they did to the Rams, I mean, they were dead in that game and then came back and then they blew it against the Saints. So I think that it's a team that I going coming into the season, I had no expectations for them to be a good team. And they've actually surprised me the past two weeks by putting on the performances that they have. Boys, you want to hear something interesting? Connie had the Falcons third in her personal mm. cornered animal power. Rankings. I love it. I'll, I also think, it, do they? They're not a sit down and wait to see what happens to us. Arthur Smith right. has some bite to him. He's annoyed about the Kyle Pitts question, saying he's, this is not fantasy football. He's telling them, back in May, I remember all of you that said we wouldn't do anything. And they are a couple plays away. He's taking receipts, too. Yeah, they're a couple plays away from being Nobody 2 Nobody should take receipts. I mean, they're incorrect <laughs> receipts. Just win games. Just win games. Why? Because he said, write whatever you want. Some guys had us ranked 45th. Well, there's that's impossible. That's a lie. Yeah, so there's, so there's, only, a there's only 32 teams. He's like, you buried us in May, bury us again. We don't care. We'll get back to work. You ranked us 45th. I mean, that's that's not how the power rankings work. Is that what you're, you're asking where I had him in the power rankings this week? That's what you're doing, Greg. I Please. know that. 29. <laughs> up one spot, though. Oh you are spot. You're a little stubborn on Well, that's nice to hear they went up a spot, but I feel like Whoop. you're not a Falcons person. Not that, yet. That first game was fluky and terrible, uh-huh. but they did play uh, pretty great football for, for three and a half quarter. They are frisky. See, to me, they feel like a cornered animal. They are kind of trying to fight their way out of this Sore uh, paper out. bag. And if they have to take out your eyeballs with a beak to get out of there, they They'll will. do that. I mean, you know what the, the fastest animal on earth is? The cheetah. The peregrine falcon. Very good. Huh. Got my ass. Did not know that. Thought it was the cheetah. Let's like it go, should, Falcons! <laughs> it should advertise itself more if that's true, because Honestly, no one knows that. the marketing that. is right. terrible for this animal. Falcon marketing. I, they showed pluck there. They nearly dug out of that crazy hole um, against the Rams, which deserves some love. But I do... Listen, Arthur. Like, hey, Artie, it is a problem that you haven't been able to get Kyle Pitts involved in the offense in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's a bad look. That guy is special. So let's see it. And I'm not saying that as a fantasy owner of Kyle Pitts, which I am. But in general, imagine if this offense has Drake London, who's absolutely showing he's a big time player. And you're finding a way to scheme your potentially generational talent tight end open. That's some juice with a quarterback who can move with his legs and can get hot. Anyway, this team's got heart. This team's got heart, Dan. Are these the heart rankings? <laughs> They're the hard, I hard want, eyes. It is, it is becoming it's increasingly Connie. confusing what we're ranking, like, but I, I Connie, think they fit I, that I want one. Connie to just do a team slogan for every team. Yeah. Team motto. Hey, this, and they're almost all, this team's got heart. They got heart. A you bunch of plucky Deal. underachievers. <laughs> uh, here we go. Up next with 16 points. Interesting. The Indianapolis Colts. I was on Good Morning Football this morning. And, oh, the boys and and Jamie, they really gave it to old Tugboat. Said, how could the Colts not be 32 in this league right now? And I have them at 26. And, There's a lot of bad teams. Yeah. and But you absolutely, uh, Mark, can make a case that the Colts have been worse than anyone in football. Coming off the, obviously, a shutout loss now to the Jaguars. It could not be lower. Now, I have them higher personally in my corner and animal rankings, I had him third, actually, because it's always darkest before the dawn, dark night. And <laughs> I think that this is going to be a team that climbs up off the mat when they get healthier and, and Ryan, the offensive line starts playing a little better, which it will, I think, and Ryan gets more comfortable. But at the same time, if you're just looking at it from, from a two-week perspective, you absolutely can make the case that this is a cornered animal without a pulse. It is a cornered animal. I, I, I think there's a pulse because this is sort of the Frank Reich way. They started three and five a year ago. And I, I was counting them out. And then they roared back and they're eight at six at one point. But I also look at the two games they played. And after all the 
summary conversation about Matt Ryan and what he brings and how much better he is than Carson Wentz. If you had to take the two games you got from Matt Ryan and the two games we've seen from Carson Wentz, I know which quarterback I'd like better, but the problem is you have to put Carson Wentz back into this Colts offense with a bad line. You're missing Michael Pittman. Jonathan Taylor did nothing last game. Matt Ryan is running around throwing awful picks, not seeing the field, looking like he wants a long vacation. I don't like the situation for Matt Ryan at all. Carson Wentz right now, by the way, leads the NFC in passing yards and touchdowns. The, the NFL in the, touchdowns. He's tied for the league in touchdowns. There's a little bit of a Fugazi God. stat, stat well, line. Well, so Matt Ryan Sunday, has one but... touchdown, with, which is also Fugazi in the other direction. That's just bad, yeah. I read um, the tweet from a, a, another 60% G, Greg Doyle, who to me is uh, one of the great local columnists in the in the It's like Greg only follows Triple G. No, Greg Greg's Doyle's on been Twitter. doing it a long time. He writes for the Indie Star. And Greg Bedard can't even get a follow on Twitter. No, he's just one G. He Double said G. he's tired of writing how much he likes the Colts coach and general manager. And it's time to grow up, gentlemen. Look in the mirror. What are you doing? Such a Triple G moment. It's not dot, dot, dot. And then I click and you got to be a subscriber. So I don't know Ooh. what it's not. Um, and he also said, like, they can't pretend they're what not What if it was like of. how I actually feel? Psych, end of article. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you they're, don't have, like, a promo code for they're, 60%? They're, um, Greg should help a Greg. They're, mm-hmm. they're facing, G's. like, serious heat. So they should feel like cornered animals, but... This team, I think more than any team, should have felt like that coming into the season. They certainly should have felt like in it, like it going back to the scene of the crime in Jacksonville to come out that flat and not making any farm noises. What, what, what did we think? That, that's that just a cow. cow. That's, that's just a cow. cow. But a cult is a maybe? horse. A cult is a horse, To come Graver. back to Jacksonville and get <laughs> shut out. It, but they're playing like cows. That, that's a layup, bro. Gus Bradley's defense, by the way, plays the opposite of a corner, like a corner animal. It's just like, hey, you want to have an eight-yard game? Sure. Uh, just go for it. All day, It's Trevor just like Lawrence. a dog sure. hanging out. I mean, yeah. evidence suggested that it. would be the case with Gus Bradley's defense, but the, the Colts live in their own universe. All right. Week 16, because mm-hmm. you're going to know my answer, by the way. I set it up. Are the Colts within a game of first place in the AFC South? They, well, they always do this. But this the, I mean, they're only half a game out just, right now. Just, uh they play in the worst division. No, yes or no? I think they'll be three games behind the Jaguars. Well, then, then they are a dead quartered animal. I think highly of the Jaguars. Well, either way, well, if they're three, me. if they're three games the behind the Jaguars, the they're they're in trouble. No matter what, even if the Jaguars are ten and five, that means they're. I don't like the know, energy. Seven wins. You have no integrity. If the owner said what he said about the team losing to Jacksonville to end last season and ship Carson Wentz out of town, and what we just saw, now the owner's cool with that. I mean, I think the thing could be set on fire a month from I now think there if it could doesn't be get like better. Some like. 1981 George Steinbrenner stuff going on in that building right now with Jim Irsay. Bingo. He I, must be completely yeah, a house on fire. That worries which me. Probably, probably uh, that all it all rolls downhill. The, the anxiety <laughs> yes, <it does>. and <laughs> stress that's probably sitting with that coaching staff with the general manager goes down to the roster. I'm not sure what mm, they do. Uh, a like, lot. They had four pressures in that game. They have the Chiefs this the week. Chiefs, it's just right. a lot of confusion. Like. Next Gen Stats measures separation uh, from the receivers. And I guess if you're looking at Ashton Doolin as your number one receiver, it shouldn't surprise you that they had by far the least separation of any receivers in the league last week. Matt Ryan has gone to a much worse situation right now, which was oh not Oh, my God, that's so hard yeah, to believe. Not supposed to be what was This was supposed to be here. my team. The Colts were supposed to deliver oh, on all were, of their promises, Connie. and they didn't. And when I was looking at these rankings, I kept flipping the Colts and the Titans. I couldn't quite. Well, those are your bottom two teams ah. in DVOA through two weeks, the two worst teams in football, and, Colts and Titans. And, yeah. and it's important. I feel like maybe we should have been doing it earlier, but I'm going to start doing it now. If you're talking about a corner animal game, like what is their path out of the corner? The path out of the corner is not good for the Colts. They ha- they host the Chiefs right now uh, coming up on Sunday. Then they host the Titans, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose that. Then they go to Denver, which who knows. Then you have Jacksonville. Then you go to Tennessee. So it's like they got to figure oh, it out God. now. Well, AFC South is the path. The idea that eight yeah. or nine wins will keep you within that one game but going into week let's, 18. Let's work under the idea, and who knows? Football is funny that way, that the Chiefs take care of business. All of a sudden, you're 0-3 with an almost equally a desperate Titans team potentially. Sure. Oh, coming into your like oh, two and one that tie. 
The only way they're dead is if they. Us. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But Die. also, can I like if you if you're zero and two, and the way that you got to zero and two was um, in a drab fashion, tied the Texans that get blanked. How many shutouts even exist anymore? Twenty to nothing by the Jaguars. You are zero and they two because you have tie. issues. Once they scored zero points, they should have made them zero and two. Number <laughs> three on the cornered animal power rankings, which is not to be confused with the NFL power rankings, mm-hmm. out right now on the podcast with Colleen and I. The Tennessee Titans, yes, nineteen points, so three points ahead of the Colts. So as a group, we believe the Titans are in slightly better. What is a Titan anyway? Slightly better shape. And uh, again, you could check out Justin in full morning mode on the Monday Night Football recap <laughs> with Greg. But Justin, does this feel to you? Um, I know you weren't involved with the vector voting here, but does this feel like a fair spot or overly generous? Uh, where do you come in on the Titans where they are right now? <laughs> I think it's fair. I uh, Titans Twitter is in full meltdown mode, which happens when you lose 41-7. Yeah, I'm, not, to seven. I'm not getting any tweets from Titans fans yeah, anymore. Yeah, I feel like you could spike on them, honestly, but you're you're above that. So I, They get quiet. It. And you know, Traylon Burks, he's not been the problem there. No, Traylon Burks. You know what? Tannehill hasn't been the problem. I mean, he, t- he threw a pretty bad interception last night, but that was sort of desperation. The game's over. The offensive line, which was the biggest concern about the team coming into the season, has been bad. Run blocking, bad. Pass protection, poor. The Titans gave up a ton of pressure last night, even though they only took two sacks, which is a credit to Tannehill. The defense does not look good. They're very injured already. Harold Landry's loss felt was very felt last night. Christian Fulton didn't play. Bud Dupree left in the first quarter. It was a bad game. Taylor Lewan likely done for the year, so offensive line gets worse. I mean, you just mentioned five of the most important players on their team. It's very tough. <laughs> it, the outlook for the Titans right now is not good. Um, so it is what it is. Maybe how it's, are you uh, personally? I'm fine. You know, I'm, I am emotionally detached from this. No, stop. Every, everyone's emotionally detached. <laughs> you now literally from their run a teams. website. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break with that. I mean, I am I am ready for you know what this is my my real overreaction is that like Derrick Henry was fun, but it's time to evolve into a modern NFL offense because when Derrick Henry is shut down, thirteen carries for twenty five yards or whatever he had last night, the whole offense is is completely it doesn't move at all. So I thought it was notable in that game, and I'm guessing you guys might have talked about it, so we don't need to dwell on it. But like when the game started to get away from them. Because they don't have A.J. Brown, because they don't really have a passing game that they have figured out yet, they're still giving it to Derrick Henry. And it's like, I understand why you're doing it, because he's your dude. But it just shows that they they were just kind of in a different weight class than the Bills, which was not what But it's also not working. Thought. Like, Henry's yeah. not running um, effectively. I think he's actually looked like he has plenty of juice. I, thought, I think he looks better go. than he did uh, at the end of last season. I had him number two, though, because of institutional... Uh, history here. Okay. The Titans remind me a lot of the Patriots, probably more than any other organization that's sort of been a Patriots offshoot in that they are figuring things out and I think they can problem solve and that the whole is usually better than the sum of their parts. And I think there's a lot of animalistic. Nice. You know, Fortitude inside of them. You know what I mean? I think they're going to fight. This team is not going to go down easy. And it might take a little while. It's a long NFL season, but I think they're going to get out of that corner somehow. You're in the perfect division. And also, I wouldn't really want to be anyone using the Bills as a measuring stick. And that game got away from them in a rowdy environment. Like, the look on Vrabel's face about eight minutes into that thing was like, they're out of here. They're done. Oh, my God. He couldn't even watch on the sidelines. There's such a small, you know, margin between being in the segment or not and being an 0-2 and not. And like almost all of these teams had like one fluky play go against them in one of their losses. Not like the Titans look great against the Giants, but you know, you had a bad, had some bad luck in that game. You end up losing it and it feels a lot worse who, at 0-2. Who are the ad wizards in the NFL home office that had the Titans and Colts play both their matchups by week seven? I was going to say, I'm looking forward to the December matchup where it's really packed tight. As much as you, you're like, oh, it's the AFC South, you know, whatever. That would be fun because I want to see, I think both those teams potentially are going to be in the mix still in that division unless the Jaguars do get hot and become something I think they've else. foreseen that the Jaguars will be the story, not the same old Colts-Titans yep. matchup. And that's why they put Titans-Jags week 18, battle Ooh. for the division. It's, yeah, I just, okay. Maybe, they, maybe, they, the maybe they're playing chess here. Maybe they've galaxy-brained this thing and it was like, I know the Jaguars have been the worst team in football two years in a row, but now let's get them into a big spot. We'll see. But it's just weird that you have both these games knocked out by week seven. I mean, realistically, it was a bad move. 
I just love how much Titans yeah. and Colts fans hate each other. So that's why I wanted a late mm. season game. Like that rivalry seem, is so it's real. Like you stick a, do a Thursday night game in the middle of December. Like it's you know you check some boxes and it's going to have big division ramifications. Seems like a gimme. But. I mean, or flip side, both teams actually do stink, and let's get this over with sooner than later because it won't it matter in late December. Number two, it was pretty close, but not, you know, it didn't come down to one voter. The Raiders, the silver and black Raiders, very disappointing start, 0-2, uh, coming off uh, a narrow loss to the Chargers in week one uh, here in L.A., and then they go and bring the Cardinals into their building and go up. I think it was 20 nothing at the half. Mm-hmm. And then melt down and blow that game. Um, I think, did anybody have the Raiders as their most? No, everyone had them at two or three. Um, Greg, why did you, what do you, what are your feelings about the Raiders? To me, they, this feels like something, even though the division is tough, they can, ha- they can handle this, but they just got to get a dub. They got to get the club dub quickly. Yeah. I believe in, in Derek Carr playing better overall than he has through two weeks. I believe in the defense looking more competent overall. That said that, that sort of collapse was jarring. We tend to like put more weight in some way on like, oh, they look so dominant in the first half. Like that was the real Raiders. Well, no, you got dominated just as much in the second half and made a lot of mental errors. And it wasn't a fluky comeback. It was just hell in overtime. Right. The Mm. offense totally struggled and the defense totally struggled. That's how you blow a 20 point lead. So there there are like it like inside the building concerns, but I think the players are pretty good. I, that's why I, I had him third. I only had him third. I had him behind the Titans. I, I trust the Titans as an organization more, but I just think talent-wise, guess who the good. Raiders play Ooh. on Sunday? Ooh. Spicy. One p.m. Eastern in Nashville. Is that a loser goes goes home match? That's a cornered animal game. Yeah, yes, it there is. it is. A cornered animal showdown. <laughs> only one animal comes out alive. This has been Dan's uh, thing for years. The cornered the, animal game. The cornered animal has That's been my corner. Right. <laughs> Wes would get very excited for the cornered animal. It's the TV within the TV within the TV you within the TV. You got to draft this game early on Thursday. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I have is... the second overall pick in okay. our draft. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, go ahead. Take Raiders Titans. But, <laughs> but Mark Sessler Ooh. holds all the cards. Uh, I will tell you now, you're going to be watching that game if you want to. Okay. Okay. I feel power. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't attract me the way it attracts you. It's like I call. Uh, yes, let me take a look at this schedule. Yeah, at Tennessee, home Denver, at Kansas City, and then the bye. They got to figure out a way to win two of those three. You're going to be okay. I want to believe that they are the team that played in the first half of that game and not the team that completely fell apart in the second half. But I think they're both. The, it's, it's the overtime that, possession yeah. was a. Hunter Renfro fumble recovered. The fumbles are bad. A Derek Carr up for grabs ball where he badly missed his target, Devontae Adams, who did nothing in that game. Uh, and then Two for 12. Another Hunter Renfro uh, fumble scooped and scored. Well, I think it was this, too. That was pretty rough. Like, the Cardinals shifted into like cornered animal sooner than these teams. It, their season was going away, and they were looking at the end. Don't of, put baby in a corner. They, <laughs> they broke out and became what they are. Like, I think, like you saw, like Kyler Murray's nucleus explode in the second half of that thing, and like they they caught the Raiders by surprise. Now the Raiders, who spent all offseason saying you're overlooking us, like we're the team that no one believes in. Well, you're zero two. Go win a game. Go win a ball game. I mean, that's the rare cornered animal at halftime of week two. We don't want to well, be the cornered sometimes. animal, so You're we come led, out of the corner. Like, I was looking for some uh, sound effects before the show, and I got sucked into a YouTube video of an animal control officer putting the old, the long stick thing with the hook to grab a coyote who was literally cornered yes, in a backyard. Yeah. And um, This is what you were doing before the show? Yeah, no. That's why That's why I was late getting to the studio. What? And uh he pulled it in and threw it into the truck. It was really impressive. Uh, maybe I'll tweet it out. Um, but yeah, please do. <laughs> this ki- this is the version of Cardinals like being led. Here comes the guy with the hook, with the hoop thing. They said, no, they didn't I'm want out of here. They want to know part of that. You're not putting me in the cage. Well, look at That's a good mentality. It worked mm-hmm. for them. Number one, the Bengals. Um... Listen, we have a soft spot in our heart for this team. Always. Obviously. Chris Wessling, his boyhood team. 
before he emotionally detached. I guess we all do. You at some admit, point. There's a lot of emotional detachment <laughs> of boyhood deems. Well, maybe you need to look in the mirror. Uh, maybe. I mean, I he know. never claims it. If anything, he embraces the attachment, right? That's it. It's, that's who I am. I can't, I can't go away. But you want other people to, to change. That's the, my no. concern. I want you to do what you want to no, do. That is, I am simply pointing out that there's a lot of emotional detachment around this there show. There is some edge to you pointing this that out. This is shout out. Paul Rudd understands it. Mm-hmm. Even Greg. Even Greggy, he goes on national television and lies to MJD. Says, I used to be a fan until, you know, I became professional, which is a lie. But it's an emotional detachment as well. Mm. Why did you say that? You said said not emotionally detached from the Eagles. No. Tugboat, not emotionally detached from the Jets, even though I should probably be wise. I mean, I think yeah, everyone's situation is different, and now yes. you're just sticking everyone in the same bucket as I'm if not. these people are, two, are like robots. And you're attachment. It's hard to love in the same way that you did uh, as a child. Because um, I, after incredible, you know, I know, historical success. Again, wow. Just like Mark's <laughs> expressing, it's like, like what? How you feel is how you feel. I was merely pointing out there's been a lot of emotional detachment. That's true. I, I That's see all. that I elsewhere like in media away. too, though. I think everyone, it makes sense. When you're in the sports media, it's tough. Everything's connected, and you want to at least try to create that um, that barrier. So it's sure. like I your think whole it's more, life for me, it's exposed. more protection to protect yeah. myself. So right. I try I, and like just I, keep like a, an arm's distance sometimes. I'm with you. I could care I'm less right about in, sports though. media. I know what you're saying about other people, but I thought what made our show special actually was that we actually openly rooted for certain Teams. Absolutely. And I'm pointing out that Chris Wessling also detached emotionally from his team. And put a lot of thought into it. Who are number one. They are number one in the cornered animal power rankings. And he brings it right back how, to the rankings. How could they not be? Because they're the defending AFC champions. Like, we're not going to quit on them after two weeks, right? No way. I mean, they're a Bengal Tigers. I mean, uh, which animal out of all these actual animals... I mean, I suppose the Panthers. Uh, like a Titan. Maybe a Titan. Titan could be like 100 like a, feet tall. Right. It's like a Panther. It's a mythological um, being. You know, being led by Baker Mayfield and Matt Rule or a Panther being led by Joe Burrow. I'm, I mean, a Tiger. I'm going with a Tiger. Mm. Yeah. The also offensive being led line, by a, very concerning, yeah, but. A blocking front that could be sending they them. Figure that right. Out. A Bengal on track to, to be sacked 111 list. times yeah. this season is, is true. not good for us. Also Joe. led by Zach Taylor, who's like, hmm, should I go for the green polo oh. or the black polo today? Oh. What does that mean? What does that mean? I think I know what it means. Oh, no. Well, I would like an elaboration on that. I mean, I think he's going for a certain tone. You're going for a vibe. Yeah, that's just yeah. that's how I see Zach Taylor. He's always just kind of looking like he's going out for like 18 holes at the local municipal. He doesn't have a cool black um, bomber jacket that's, like Greg. It's not so much. We, we <laughs> talked about that when he was hired, that he just there, he's not bringing a lot to the table. Schematically or as a leader. Yeah, that's so fine. Bad be, coaches win the Super Bowl sometimes, or, or average God. average coaches win the Super Bowl. There's lots of things that go into winning the Super Bowl. Chance being probably up there, and they and they had some. So great just to be clear, you're saying he's a simpleton. No, I'm <laughs> oh saying God. I'm it's saying he's again. not bringing up a, a lot like, a lot of verve. A lot, Got it. A lot See, of, Mark, uh, he doesn't just come after you; he comes after Greg too. It's equal opportunity. Oh, I'm well aware at this point, but I yeah. I, I went to Greg. I'm saying point, like compared to Mike Vrabel, compared to Mike Vrabel or or some of these other coaches here, is he is he feeling like a cornered coach, or is he making excuses about well those 13 sacks aren't as bad as you think? Uh, just just. Fix it. It's been four years. They could before they, Joe Burrow. They didn't been adjust around. with the line issues down the stretch and in the playoffs. There was no ability. To, other teams can do that, and they went and got these guys, and the line is worse. So there's some void there in the teaching instructional part of our team. That's a good yeah. point you made, Mark. Yeah, that's a great point, Mark. That's a good point, Mark. How long? How much longer is, are we doing this? <laughs> that's it. There it is. The cornered animal power rankings. <laughs> We believe their the, defense is good. We should get. I, I'm not worried about. I'm not that worried about the Bengals at all. Great. They lost when Dan's attempting to close the I know, show, there's but I'm a, trying to there's give a, them the actual subconscious order there. To the rest we of we the didn't people. give them any real football analysis. We talked about um, his shirts. I wasn't trying well, to make a personal. You're going to get plenty of uh, analysis on Cincinnati, who go to the Meadowlands to face the Jets in Week Three. Then they're home against the Dolphins, which all of a sudden it seems like a frisky game uh, in primetime. By the way, Thursday Night Football. Then they Miami. go to Baltimore. Mm. Then they go to New Orleans. So 
Yeah. When you didn't get grab a W in those first two weeks, I talk about it all the time on the show, the schedule makers set things up for a reason. They figured that you were going to beat the Steelers at home in week one. They said, ah, they could good chance they could take care of business against Dallas. So they're either 1-1 one one or 2-0 oh when we send them on the gauntlet section of their schedule. When you take two L's, uh-oh, that's how you end up a cornered animal. And don't overlook the Jets. Thank you. It's another great point. Building a bridge with the host. I that's love all that. that's about. Good. Smart. I love you guys, it. I, I love to see it. I uh, I think we should take a break, hit the Thursday night football preview, and then tie up a loose end. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Let's get to the first game on the week three docket now. And it is, ooh, it's a spicy one. An AFC North showdown in Cleveland. Pittsburgh Steelers against the Browns. And a reminder, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Now, as I promised on Sunday show or, or hinted, I was going to, for the first time, sit down with my boys and watch a Jets game. And I did it this morning. We watched the end of the, of the Jets-Browns game, and it was outrageous. Um, actually kind of just soaking it in. The Browns had six different points in that game from 155 to the end of the game where they could have won the game just by executing on a very Mm. simple scale. And yet against the Jets of all teams, they found a way to lose this game. So now here they are with a chance to get back on track. They're in their building, Mark Sessler, uh, but the Steelers are a familiar nemesis. I like the matchup for Cleveland. I think, number one, you've got a Steelers offensive line that is a mess. And you've got Miles Garrett, who is playing at Defensive Player of the Year levels right now. Jadevian Clowney made a big play in the Jets game before that thing went totally south. That right there says problems for Mitchell Trubisky. The Steelers offense is one of the most limited offenses I've watched in a long time. I mean, if you look at the throw chart of where Trubisky's been throwing the ball, it looks like a Pop Warner game to me with someone who's just learning to put the ball in the air. They're not using their weapons, and I think you got Cleveland's secondary is going to be annoyed after what happened last game. Cleveland is the best rushing team in the league right now. They don't have T.J. Watt in Pittsburgh. I don't think Cleveland, despite Jacoby Brissett, who played pretty well last week, there's not really an excuse to lose this game at home. Well, I I think the excuse might be they're just banged up. Clowney is out for this game. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett missed practice, and they said we'll see whether he plays. I believe Whoa. he finished. I think Guy- Garrett's yeah. going to play. Yeah, I, f- I think he Garrett's finished playing. the game. But they also lost uh, Chase Winovich, who is, in theory, their third rusher. They're, they're thin there. I do think and the— And Brissett suffered a lower leg injury, that, so he might not be 
himself right now, and he already is not a big mobile guy. Tough right. on a short week. The, the Browns, He's like, not on the injury report, Offensive though. line has been the best unit that's in this game, despite some concerns going into the season. I mean, they are getting it done. I do think we've reached kind of the tipping point with the Steelers not throwing it deep ever, that the fact everyone's talking about it as the only point this week, and, then, and there's some grumbling that they're going <laughs> to at least try to do it. Deontay Johnson said, we can only do what they tell us to do and execute it. Uh-oh. Claypool said we have to call the right plays to get down the field in the right ways. Even, even uh, Mitchell Trubisky sounded like he was like, hey, man, I just work here. I'm calling the plays that are that are asked. And so we said they're arguing in the huddle with each other. Right. It, That's it, a mess. It's some ugliness, considering they're one and one, which you would have taken if you're the Steelers going into the season. And I, I think this could be a case where all that – chatter forces them to throw it deep and ultimately that's a good idea the best chance they have is just throw up some passes uh, to their playmakers the best and give thing them that can happen for the Steelers is Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball deep 20 yes, times compared to we'll now see what how, because, like, let's let's see what it happens. can't be worse than what they're doing I'm with you on that but I don't think that's the quarter I, I, I'll tell you one thing Cleveland for as long as I've watched them have one special power and it's not the power that helps them they are the team that consistently fields massive debuts by players that become legendary players. And I think this is a perfect time at the mm. midpoint for Kenny Pickett to come in Ooh. and change everything and do That'd what you're fun. talking about. You're with all the Steelers fans. There were so they many want him in Kenny now. Pickett chants. Right. And Mike Tomlin said that, oh, he didn't hear it. Of course, like Trubisky was like, yeah, it is what it is kind of deal. But if Joe Flacco was able to do that on the Browns secondary, hey, I mean, why not let Mitch try and throw? That why not put Kenny defense. in? That I game mean, was on the Browns defense The Browns defense, gagging. it has so many things to clean up, so Special many miscommunications, right. so many miscues. Like, that is what led to their demise. The next closest team in terms of like yardage allowed on blown plays has like a third as many. There's 250 yards. Their offense is actually ranked much higher than it was a year ago. It's just DVOA. It's two weeks. It's the running game. They've had like a top seven or eight offense with Jacoby Brissett, and their defense has not shown up considering the talent they have. Brissett, with the exception of his last throw, the interception, played very well last week. In, In general... The meltdown was almost unprecedented, what happened in the last two minutes. But for 58 minutes, it kind of went the way you would think. And it was like a Cleveland team that, again, to the point where they're putting up the graphics. That was the other thing, Mark, when I was watching the game today. They're putting up the graphics of 1993, the last 2-0 start. Jurassic Park was number one at the box office. Millie Vanilli had a hit. It was just like it. they played well last week until everything fell you apart. You know what it reminds me of? The Browns week one game, exact same thing happened. And and they because right. they had a, a good kicker who, who finished it off, they won it. But the defense kind of gave but it up in a similar way. My point being, I could see them having similar success with the blueprint if Brissett can avoid turnovers and have that great running game. Um, I think they, they're they my pick in this game. I'm not going to lock it up. But I also wonder, it's going to be interesting to see, Connie, Mike Tomlin is his own dude, he, mm-hmm. but he's never really had to deal with this a quarterback conundrum like this in his life because uh, as a head coach with the, in the NFL with Ben Roethlisberger, the way he was for years and years, will he pull the trigger if the offense, which has not cleared 300 yards yet, if they're at 125 yards at halftime and Cleveland's up 13-3, Maybe it is the the day. Maybe, maybe it is time. Maybe it is, but I don't think that Mike Tomlin is a reactionary guy. I, I think, don't think that so he's either. someone that has patience and is calculated and will see things through. But you're right. He doesn't have a ton of experience with this either. I think the whole key to the game here in Cleveland is whether or not Brownie the Elf will be part of it on the field. Mm. The field that's the whole season. Yeah, I mean, that's Like become that's a it. bean. Mm-hmm. Okay. And play. That's a new take. I like yeah. that. There was there was heat around. Size. He's like he's exactly. going to be like forty five feet tall. Yeah. He would be. <laughs> uh, and the timing of the game, as bad as the ending of the game was for the Browns on Sunday, it's nice that they get to get out there. And if they put together a good performance, they're two and one, and you kind of move past the sure. ugliness. Let's see if they can do it. It's going to be a slobber knocker. If if you're looking for say. like a little fun in this game, football dork stuff. Uh, yeah, Jer- Jeremiah Owusu Koromo is becoming like one of my favorite players in the league. Just watch 28 every single play. Watch where he is. He's always School in player. a different spot, and he's like the future of linebackers. The way he can move in coverage and move all over the field, he has been the man. All right. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday night football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. You get the recap of that on the as part of the Friday Fun Show. Colleen, you're part of the NFL Network coverage, so check out yep. Connie 
as she uh, handles that, the mm-hmm. anchor. All right. Before we say goodbye, your anchor, Colleen, hey. uh, is your husband of many, many years, the great John Gonzalez of the uh, Sports Illustrated fame. He has the SI podcast, a man of many talents. And now he joins us. This is I said I wanted to oh close a loophole God. here uh, because uh, John, by the way, welcome back to the show. Gang, always good to see you. Congrats on the Eagles. Um, you should know at the top of today's show, I did check in with Greg because you ethered him on Twitter. Uh, you went viral uh, and, and Greg pretended like he didn't even know that he had been ethered. That's not true. Uh-huh. I look at it differently. I look at it like a friend. That's how. That's your my love language with John. You give each other grief. Great. You know, that's what that's you do great. with friends. So I didn't but, yeah. consider but, it an ethering. Then, so the way you positioned it, trying he, to create a then fight. He, then he took a shot at you for your chains. That's true. And at that point, I felt <laughs> uncomfortable because I was like, John needs to be here if Greg's going to be firing off shots like that. Just because Greg chose not to answer to the tweet, you should still have the option to answer to Mm. that chain heat. Uh, So here's your chance. John Gonzalez versus Greg Rosenthal cornered animal match. You know, I I agree with Greg that you're setting us up uh, to fight each other. That's not my style. When we love each other, I think your your listeners love, know love. Uh, that how I feel about you guys. Certainly, uh, people on Twitter who see us interact know. But just in case, because we did get a lot more people involved with that tweet than I anticipated. Like I showed it to Colleen before I tweeted it, mm. and she said that's funny. And I hit send, and then it was just a million people in in Rosie's mentions. So apologies for that, Rosie. But just to make it clear, I love Rosie. He's my brother, as all of you guys are. But sometimes when you come for Philadelphia and you want to behave your shame, you get what you ask for. Don't want none. Don't start none. Ooh. I wanted it. That's why I got no problem. <laughs> like, I feel so good about that extra G in my name. Like, like you, you could never rock my foundation of how vital and necessary and important that extra G is. It's really a, a huge part of who I am. John well, always throws his G's up, well, so this that's true. makes sense. But that's, that's, but that's, the, that's yeah, go ahead. That's John. the irony here. Yeah, because yes. uh, I know that Greg, sixty percent of G, loves his G's. <laughs> I love G's too. I honestly didn't think anything of it. I figured. Rosie would see it yeah. and laugh and roll his eyes at me being stupid, and that would be it. That was That's pretty much it from right. my vantage point. Yeah, yeah. Right. But Philadelphia had other ideas. Well, it, right. it's fine. I love, I love Philly. I like, I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl here, but Philly does sometimes try to have it both ways. It's like, hey, we're fun. We like to make jokes, and then when you just throw in a silly joke, it's not like I was like coming after the core of who Philadelphia is as a human. It was just a silly joke. This feels. No, this is just. Uh, a this Dan is unnecessary. Situation and they take it. it they take it inside their heart, and like some <laughs> people got very upset. Well, yeah. you know, Twitter is going to be mature about it. Think about it on that level of nuance, Greg. <laughs> Absolutely. And and to Greg's comment that you perhaps are too old to have chains, John. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm comfortable with who I am at my age. And, uh, you know, I rock that chain with pride. You know, my dad gave me that chain, Rosie. Oh, so sad. How about that, Greg? (laughs) I thought you you picked it up in Greece. Uh, You know that I admire. I was. (laughs) My dad would have loved that chain. Yeah. But he is dead. It came as a compliment when I was <laughs> talking go, about how, how John like came to a, a get together really, you know, casual but well dressed. It, it was like next level. Rosie John was can very do that. heated and, on and what I was, everyone was wearing. I was saying what I, I was impressed by it. Um, and I was saying like, oh, I'm a little too uh, underdressed here. And, All right, just, and it was really you know, the chain that dresses it up. Take up your clear, mind what, what your take is on this then. You're never that's... too old to wear a chain though. Okay. That's that's my take. If you can pull it off, John can. He can. Some. He definitely can. I don't he think can I could. And, it's, and no. it's also late to add it. Like if I've if you if I was always a chain guy, that's one thing. If you're adding it and you're nobody knows if you're a chain guy though because you could have just like had right. it under I think your you t-shirt just know forever. By at I don't someone. see Gonzo as putting himself into these age categories where he hits he hits forty, so suddenly he has to remove eighty elements from his life and become like every other forty year old. Goat. Gonzo does he blazes his own trail mm-hmm. like that. Always has. As Colleen knows, we've discussed this many times. Got to be your own person in this world. Yes. So that's chain, right. no chain. As long as that, you're comfortable being you, John, then that's good. I know. John, yeah, an thanks. unbelievable appearance here. Taking the high road. My king. <laughs> My queen. Beautiful. All right. That's it for today's show. Next time you hear from us, it will be 
Well, John didn't have to be thrown off the, the show. Bye, John. John. Love you. See you later. <laughs> but we'll never thanks for coming on. <laughs> like, yeah, that was all fun, John. I'm never speaking to you again. <laughs> that was it. We'll be back Thursday with a full preview of every week three game to come. So make sure you check that out. Check out the Power Rankings podcast. Check out the QB Index. Check out the Game Day View program. And uh, yeah. Follow I think he us. got them all. Got them? Yeah, oh, fine. Well, come we'll see be us back in London. Thursday. Yeah, that's what day, one. Mark? I know it's Thursday, September 29th. It's 29th. now nine days from now, so I know math is not your thing, but yes, this is the 20th. for me. It's in nine days. It's next Thursday. You could sort come of do see the us. math. Come see us in London in nine days. Where are we at with the cutout uh, of myself? The Connie Wolf cutout. We are there. working on it. That or is can a, I not even get a cutout there? In production. That is the word, the corpo jargon, efforting. Oh, cut out. Got it. Of okay. Colleen Wolf for England. All right. A lot of Until rotation. Thursday. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.